five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast. I am Chris at Lightforce, your usual host who joins you each and every two weeks, although it's been a back-to-back just because of all those technology troubles I had a couple weeks back. But I have a special guest with me today. We have Omnistrife at Omnistrife. You would have been following him on Twitter as he's been doing some branding reviews here at Ready, Set, Pwn. But also, you might be one of the, what is it, thousands of fans of yours in Korea now that watched you on your uh, Twitch live stream? <laughs> Something about... Right. Yeah. It seems uh, like it's it's crazy times right about now. We got a lot of uh, news coming in and the amount of uh, warm reception that I've gotten from Korea is pretty insane. So it was at peak around 1.1K. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I, I you know, we, we digress. As you had mentioned, lots of big news. We finally have official word that the Vancouver Tonight Titans are a thing. That's something that us at Ready, Set, Pwn shared with you back on November 8th. If you follow on Twitter, you follow on the blog, or you just, you know, see me talk about it in our Discord, I keep harping. November 8th, we were the first. That's because we're the premier place to find out everything you need to know about the Vancouver Titans. We don't have to call them Van Al anymore. But to the point of your Twitch stream, uh, you had shared that you would be going to the uh, the official reveal. We'll talk a little bit about it as we get into the podcast. And you had mentioned, hey, if you want to, to see what's going on from a fan perspective, you know, follow me. And it took off. Um, I can't remember who it was in our, in our discord channel asked if they could share the link and, uh, it, it went nuts from there. And then you were the only one ultimately providing content. I was actually quite surprised by that. And again, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but, uh, Omni, did you want to spend a moment to introduce yourself to the thousands and thousands of ready set poem listeners? <laughs> okay, so uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm Omnistrife. If you're really old, you might uh, be familiar with my name. I actually, my first claim to fame in, on the internet was about 10 years ago. I made some uh, cartoons on YouTube, uh, Fano Katsuki. It's a parody about Naruto, uh, the anime. And I've had about like 13 million views on that, but it kind of got left out. I'm kind of, tr- I tried to put it back in place. But yeah, and. Um, also a big fan of Overwatch. Obviously, that's uh, how I came to do these reviews. A big fan of uh, the Overwatch League. I I was uh, really, really happy to realize that we're going to have a team now here in Vancouver. And I said, wow, how crazy is that to have one right here at home? So uh, that's about it. Cool. And uh, so you went from a, a million views to a thousand views. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little bit of a trade-off there. But, I, you know, I think with the popularity of uh, the Vancouver Titans, the Overwatch League, I think we're going we're gonna to get you back up to a, a million views. But uh, you know what? Let's not uh, spend any more time uh, joshing around. Let's, uh, let's get straight uh, to what we call the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So... 
Vancouver Titans. We got the brand. We got the, what we were saying was a Yeti. It's officially a Sasquatch. We've got the green and blue. We've got Runaway as the roster. I mean, is there anything more that we could ask for uh, with this franchise? Well, the only thing we can ask for is the season to start already. <laughs> Everything I, is like better than what we had hoped for, right? Yeah, and I know. I mean, we have to wait till, uh, well, technically the official start is, is February 14, 2019. Uh, but uh, I would imagine uh, we're going to see some some preseason action or some form of of gameplay. I can't imagine they're not already be some form of discussion. Maybe even having like the Toronto Defiant versus the <laughs> Vancouver Titans just as a you know a Canada type uh, warm up match. But uh, you know we had talked about this uh, for quite some time, and I just actually want to spend a moment here to to explain that we we shared this information short of the actual team runaway uh, roster signing. That was, I believe King Michael had shared that originally, but we shared the brand. We shared the name. We shared the reveal date changing to December 1st. I mean, this is all this information that we shared and it was unbelievable. The number of people who just tossed that aside. Oh, it can't be the Titans because the Tennessee Titans exist in the NFL. And -hmm. there's apparently some unwritten rule. Oh no, it can't be green and blue because runaway is pink. Oh no, it can't be the Titan or not the Titans. It can't be a Yeti for the logo or a Sasquatch because that's not uh, Pacific Northwest. And yet we were bang fricking on. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. It feels really strange how, we did know a lot of uh, information about this team, about the roster, and everybody w- was kind of excited, but we try to be careful not to get burned, I guess. But mm-hmm. even up to the last point, up to the last moment when we saw the reveal there at the arena, everybody in the room who were familiar with all those leaks were like, wow, this is actually happening. So yeah, the info was out there, but obviously this last weekend was actually... Uh, kind of exceeded all of the expectation, I guess, even though it was uh, fairly uh, out there for yeah. people to find. And and let's talk a little bit about the reveal. So the, the Vancouver Titans released the fact that they were going to do an official reveal on December 1st. This came out having gone 44 days without a tweet. I had the sign <laughs> cat running for 44 days, which was just unbelievable. But they go and they talk about the reveal being on Saturday, you know, this past weekend. And they offered up two types of tickets. They had the free tickets, and then they had the uh, $100 VIP tickets. Now, I guess to sort of rewind a little bit, they didn't actually share that they were going to do a reveal party. They said they were simply going to do the reveal during the second intermission of the Canucks hockey game. For those who don't follow uh, hockey, the Vancouver Canucks are a, I guess you could call like a cousin or a brother or sister franchise because they're owned by the same ownership group, the Aquilinis. Um, and you you had bought tickets to go to the the hockey game, did you not? Yeah, exactly. I bought two tickets because I was, you know, I live fairly close to the arena, so I get to go to some games. And I figured, hey, I'm going to take that leap of faith, and I'm going to be at that arena, and I'm going to see what eventually came to be that official release on the rink, on the ice, right? But mm-hmm. then uh, they came out with uh, more tickets, and uh, well, I had to <laughs> kind of find uh, late buyers to my tickets because, uh, hey. This is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see a team revealed up that close. And, uh, yeah, so I had to buy tickets twice to the event, so to speak. And, you know, I, I, I was following along when you were sharing how you were trying to, to swap the tickets because, uh, you know, the amount of, obviously, cash that's required to first acquire tickets to a hockey game. 
then uh, be able to dish those off and in turn acquire those VIP tickets, which you, you uh, went and grabbed. And for those that weren't aware of the two different ticket types, so the VIP ticket that you uh, dropped a hundred dollars uh, each, if you were to want to acquire one or more, got you guaranteed access, a VIP area. Uh, you got, I believe a, a better style meet and greet. Uh, you got a swag bag, which uh, I'll give you an opportunity to, to share with uh, all of our listeners about, whereas the free ticket just got you into the sports bar at the arena where you got to see the reveal and then probably, you know, see from a distance other people. But, um, you know, how was the event itself? Because I, I, I got to see uh, the Toronto Defiant one when I watched it originally on, on Twitch, and it seemed to be just a congregation of people in a hall. Um, how do you think the, the, the reveal for the Vancouver Titans uh, went uh, over at the sports bar? Well, that's a great question because I, I wrote about it a little bit in the review that I did on, on our website, but um, when Blizzard really announced the Overwatch League and that reveal video, they kind of tried to uh, envision a league that will take esports and put it into that mold that was so successful in North America with the NBA and with the NHL. And honestly, I feel like that event was maybe the best attempt at that. That uh, reveal party felt so professional, so up there, even down to the prices of the tickets, right? But to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised with all the content that was provided. And I was, uh, and I was actually, I had pretty high expectations, not only because of the price, but because of the party that was scheduled for three hours. And we got merchandise, we got to actually see the players and, and the production values of the video were really, really great. So I feel like it's a brilliant first step for the team to take. And that's excellent to hear. Like I, I was watching your stream on Twitch as I was one of the, the thousand some odd people that were, were helping you and actually completely go off the rails here. You are now a Twitch affiliate based <laughs> on that, that one stream. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. And uh, after I got home and I did a small stream to like talk about the experience and to thank all the new followers. And it was funny how some people actually uh, contributed their time and did some translation. I, apparently, after I went a little bit and dug into uh, some information in my account, the majority of viewers came from Flower Vin's, um channel. So mm -hmm. they talked a little bit about my stream. And maybe that's one unfortunate thing, and I and I uh, say it in uh, quotations because it was probably a blessing for me. But Vancouver chose to just stream a short stream about the the official reveal, but they later not proceed to uh, show the rest of the party. And those fans, man, they were clamoring for more info. They wanted to see those players uh, take those photos with us. They wanted to see them uh, at the table. They wanted to see Harsha. They wanted to see Flowerwind. They, wa they wanted to see everything. So they just told me. Uh, it, it is a blessing. Thank you for actually sharing this with us. And yeah, I felt uh, a lot of love coming from them. And I will talk about it probably a little bit more, but, but they feel like uh, it's kind of their baby, right? They're, they're, uh, <laughs> their home sweethearts, their team going out there into Canada. So they're kind of like a little bit scared, excited, of course, but they're really happy to uh, have a glance at the team and, and they still plan to follow this team through and through. And I, you know what? I think that's a smart play and we'll, we're, we're bouncing around. So I apologize to, to everyone about that, but I, it's just, that's how much excitement I think you and I both have, um, about this, this announcement and the reveal and all of that, but a very smart play acquiring runaway. And there's a number of reasons why one, you've got a team that already has chemistry to they, they are a good group of, 
uh, Overwatch players. There's no doubt about that. But then too, from a, just a pure marketing perspective, this organization is now bringing a huge fan base that really isn't necessarily from, you know, Vancouver or the Pacific Northwest, which is what the team wants to represent, but it's just that recognition straight away. As far as the stream is concerned, you know, count me as one of the people surprised that all we saw was the on ice reveal, which kind of was a little awkward, uh, simply because you would have to suggest that the bulk of the people in the rink were there for the Canucks game. And, you know, some of them may understand Overwatch, some of them may understand Runaway, but to them it's like, oh, there's a bunch of young kids standing, getting their names read, and one of them's named Slime, which, <laughs> you know, would probably be a short circuit to some who don't know anything to do with the Overwatch League. But uh, when they then transitioned into some videos showing, uh, you know, essentially the Titans uh, team, you know, traveling on the SkyTrain, uh, which blows my mind. Like, how does that not leak out? They're wearing Titans branded clothes, riding the freaking SkyTrain of all things. Like that's, that's nuts how that didn't, uh, didn't get shared, but uh, that was that there was nothing else. So I think it was phenomenal that you were there capturing that uh you were talking to a whole number of people um standing right like what were you doing were you sitting on harsha's lap at one point <laughs> uh, almost almost I, i'm sure that uh, a lot of people uh, from the, the the uh numerous comments that i got in chat would would have loved to be that close to harsha but i kind of snuck in and tried to get as close as i could because i knew that you know now i have uh more than a thousand people uh, counting on me. I couldn't let them down, right? I didn't expect it to blow up that much. And I, I wanted to be a part of it too. So yeah, so I managed to ask him a, a few questions as well. And from what it seemed, uh, they were pretty happy with the amount of love that they've gotten. Probably tired from doing all those night shootouts, which is actually a really, really good point. I mean, we saw leaks from them just arriving at the airport, but then you, you miss them on the SkyTrain. Hello, that's pretty weird so yeah i just moved around and they went down to the general area and then they went up to the vip and i kind of snuck around okay i'm um, kind of doing uh, a stream here hello and people you know people were nice so nobody really gave me trouble <laughs> for it well, that's that's good as i say and as you already know um you know, you were providing something that, quite frankly, I would have thought that the Titans would have wanted to provide. Uh, save for the fact that uh, apologies to anyone who went to the official Vancouver Titans stream and had to experience Twitch chat with no moderators. Yes. Pure madness, uh, dark and scary place, let me tell you. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the actual uh, information that was released. So we, we had already shared they were going to be blue and green, that they were going to have a, we had said a Yeti for a logo. They were going to be called the Vancouver Titans. But just to officially share what uh, the press kit tells us is that the Vancouver Titans colors are going to be blue, their primary, green, their secondary, and white will be accents to represent Vancouver's greenery surrounded by the Pacific Ocean. The color shades signify a vibrant, contemporary take on the Vancouver Canucks palette, but still allow the Titans to develop their own West Coast style. The Titans logo features a Sasquatch, a folklore figure synonymous with the Pacific Northwest, with the monogram of a V in the nose for Vancouver, and a mountain range on the top of its head. The team name of the Titans is indicative of the traits associated with the Sasquatch, a powerful, imposing, and mythical being. So, What's your take? Does does the logo work? Do does the name Titans resonate? Do the colors work? And I know you you shared some of this information, an unbiased brand re <laughs> review. 
on Ready, Set, Pwn. But uh, why don't you dive into this, uh, being that you're our resident brand expert. <laughs> A self-proclaimed uh, expert. But sure. Uh, I mean, th- it's a big challenge, right, to come after this powerful branding that is Runaway. This, this I don't know if it will ever get out from that shadow. Hopefully, uh, their performance in the league will. But yeah, I like a couple of things. I like the fact that it's kind of like the Canuck colors, but not really with that neon green and more vibrant, like they said. I like the reference to the mountains. Um, The Titans name and the logo, uh, a great improvement on what we got in the leak. So maybe it was an intended leak. I don't know, perhaps. Some local flavor might have been a little bit better. I'm not trying to say that it's a bad name, right? Um, I don't think that every Canadian team needs to have a you know, soaked in maple syrup or something like that. But, yeah, but with a, certainly with an angry beaver with a Canadian flag. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, just having a name that could be stamped on any other team. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's a good branding and seeing the palette, somebody released uh, kind of a palette of the entire teams. It, it pops out. It's there. It has presence. It has a mean mug on it, right? Mm. Everybody knows what this team is about. And, and going back to that point you made, it's already a well-made product and, and, and uh, with, with the team, with the roster. And what I liked also about this press kit is that Vancouver team is really smart. The management is really smart not to disregard that. They, all, they really uh, mentioned the fact that this is a team with history. This is a team that was successful in the past. It's not like they're just throwing it to the bin, right? They're not disregarding it, which is really smart in terms of uh, the potential amount of fans that will be uh, quite angry if they did that. So they appreciate the fact. It's kind of like they are uh, really happy to have that team on board with our organization. So I'm really happy with that uh, kind of uh, message that they are sending with the team. Yeah, and I mean, that was what was being resonated uh, when you were when you were viewing a number of people on the stream. It's what we see in the press kit. And again, just diving into the official press kit just to talk about how the Vancouver Titans see themselves. As part of today's launch, the Titans also announced the team's roster, which will include the former members of Runaway, one of the most popular Overwatch teams in the world. Most recently, Runaway won Season 2 of Overwatch Contenders 2018 Season 2. Korea defeated the Overwatch South Korean World Cup team in an exhibition match, making them one of the most sought-after teams during the offseason. And that's what's key. I mean, when Runaway was, you know, apparently on the market, and the rumor that, I think, again, it was King Michael that had shared uh, early on, I think back in October, that, hey, might be coming to Vancouver. Like, that was buzz. No one was talking about any of the other expansion franchises at that point. It was literally, Vancouver's got Runaway, OMG. Now, it's obviously a good part of Runaway. There's some additional pieces, which we'll, we'll talk about in a moment. But I, I think what you said earlier really resonates. They understand that there's history. And they wanted to take sort of the branding perspective of the Pacific Northwest with an actual, you know, unit or entity that already had this vast potential and they wanted to run with it. We're going to get into this, you know, as we lead up to the the opening of the the 2019 uh, Overwatch League season. But tell me an expansion roster that has as much pop as the Titans has. Ooh, that's a hard question. Uh, Paris, maybe? Again, I'm trying not to be as biased. Paris has a lot of uh, really well-known names, right? They have the star power with Soon and Shadowburn. Uh, That's a good choice. 
I don't know. I don't know. Runaway just has that that power, right? To have okay, and and even to this point, people are still on Twitter saying Vancouver fighting, and it's something that not. It's kind of an amalgamation of the Titans and the Runaway brand. Obviously, as the as the team will start playing, uh, the brand will grow into its own. But other expansion teams, we have. Uh, it's funny. I kind of see sh- uh, the Dragons as an expansion team, even though it's not. Well, but, yeah, considering they blew that sucker up. <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can't really blame them, but they have a lot of Kong de Panthera on there. Spark obviously did a wonderful job with kind of stealing uh, the colors, but uh, let's not talk about it. Let's just <laughs> commend them for the great acquisitions they have made with Gushue there and Crystal being kind of like your uh, Chinese superstars. And obviously with uh, this uh, great combination of Korean talent also on that team. In terms of um, expansion teams, I cannot see Vancouver not being uh, top three, at least just looking at the expansion teams in terms of the talent on the roster. Yeah. And you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about the roster. So we're going to talk about the coaching management side. So first of all, Flowerden, she was at the reveal and you asked that question, Hey, does she have an official role on the team? And you were told what? So I asked Harsha if he knows, and he said that, no, she's, she doesn't have any official capacity uh, or a role with the team. Obviously she still has to uh, work with the runaway. She kind of just uh, came with the team uh, on a farewell uh, uh, trip with them. So it was kind of touching to see her there. And I think that's another testament to uh, Vancouver recognizing what is or what it, what was runaway and actually inviting her there and having her on the rink. So yeah, that's a great exa- example of how how this is valued because she's not in any way a part of the team. Right. And she yeah. was there to send them off in a way. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's, it's, it's the handoff. It's that transition. It's saying, you know, runaway is now the Titans, but they're really one in the same. Um, but yeah, Flowervin uh, was here for the reveal, but now going back to, to continue to help run and, and, and manage runaway. It still exists in the yeah. contenders. So, uh, as far as coaching management is concerned, we've got Pagion, who's coming from Fusion University, though he previously uh, was uh, with Bond Spirit Gaming, who was actually funneling players to Runaway itself. You've got Yang Wan, who's been working with Runaway throughout his entire career. Uh, and then uh, Harsha, who's uh, come up uh, previously of the San Francisco Shock. And, you know, that's the essentially your coaching and management staff. On the player side of things, I'm just going to run through a, a few of the names here. We've got Twilight, we've got Salmon Su, uh, Sue, Slime, Repel, Hureg, Stitch, Haxel, and Bumper, uh, Janu. And again, the bulk of Runaway uh, with, uh, I believe, is it um, Hureg that uh, came over from... Uh, from or? Spitfire, yes. Yeah. And uh, and then Repel, who was uh, Element Mystic, right? That's right. Yeah, look at that. It's this old man actually can remember a few things. <laughs> but you look at that roster, we already know they've got chemistry. There's a connection there that you you they or well, they have. It takes time. You can you can build it, but it's something that would require them to really get to know each other. Uh, I know that there's talk about, oh my goodness, why is it a Korean roster? And um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this. I'm a big fan of the Vancouver Canucks. And I look at the Vancouver Canucks as needing to have the best players possible to build the best possible team. Now, hockey is a sport. 
A lot of Canadians in that sport, a lot of Russians, a lot of Americans. I don't care where a player's from. I want them to be best players. Will you look at like Overwatch? Some of the best players in Overwatch come from, from Korea. And as far as I'm concerned, we've got the best roster in the league. So again, that's as much as we're going to talk about that. But when you do look at the roster, uh, Omni, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, the roster looks stacked in that's a very professional assessment for sure. <laughs> but to point what you said about camaraderie, it's very apparent even at the that event, even though they were kind of shocked with, you know, travel, they seemed to be a little bit tired. You could see that that's a bunch of friends, right? They had already their own gesture for the Vancouver Titans that they uh, threw up that, you know, V sign with one hand and the T on top of it. It looks like they, they are excited. You know, we go back to that sacrifice that they did because there were uh, some, you know, news back in season one that a lot of the players there in Runaway wanted to, uh, some teams wanted them on their roster, but they, mm-hmm. they kind of held together to try another go at contenders and maybe get picked up. And man, that, that paid off for sure. And in terms of talent, they bring that culture of uh, consistency and the head coach, uh, Yang Wan, well, not the head coach, but he was with them a lot. And Runaway, even though they had some weaker seasons, some stronger seasons, they bring that consistency. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, in the NBA, you have the Spurs. Many, many years of consistency and success. So they know how to play with each other. They know they will be probably one of the strongest teams out of the gates. They don't need to learn where uh, everybody stands. They know their roles pretty well. So while other expansion teams will need some time to, you know, um, catch up with, you know, the moment these guys will be out and running right from the get-go. At least that's what I think. A lot of talent. We saw the addition of Rappel, who's uh, from Warner instead. I didn't uh, see a lot of Element Mystic games. I saw some highlights, but he was good enough to be a starting uh, flex support on any team, basically. Mm-hmm. But maybe today with the meta, uh, you cannot really have too many supports, right? Also a good addition. And the roster is not really that big yet. So it's nine players, right? So there's still a place to expand. Yeah, and and we also uh, don't know what the academy uh, team will will pan out. That's something we're going to learn over the next uh, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, So I would say few days to few weeks but as we've seen this organization go 44 days without seeing and squat so maybe we'll learn before february 14th when you were there talking to i know you you had an opportunity to talk to harsha a few others um this was the the first time these players had been to canada correct yes yeah and that's i would imagine there's a a significant quote-unquote culture shock this is an entirely different location they are now in north america uh they'll be playing down in LA and that's where the, the ball, well, that's where all of the, the league games will be held. And I, you know, they what arrived, what, midweek was when the airport leak started uh, <laughs> yes. coming out. So, you know, I, I think there's something to be said to these kids and I can say that I'm an old man. Um, but you know, to have them make this trip to the other side of the planet, to an entirely different country to be quote unquote, put on the, top pedestal or top tier of their game. Even with that, I thought, you know, they handled themselves well. Uh, We saw from the video, they really uh, seemed to start embracing the fact that they're in the Pacific Northwest. And we also saw the conversations or the interaction between them. Um, They get each other. And I think they, they, you know, to a person appreciate what they're, 
what they're uh, getting into. Um, was there anything else though from the reveal event uh, that you could share with our our listeners here? Um, not really with the reveal event, but to your point about the city, I uh, did get a lot of uh, good uh, positive feedback from people uh, from Korea in chat that they were happy to see them come to a place like Vancouver. Uh, they were kind of worried in a, you know, a familiar matter of, uh, they've heard a lot of, you know, not really positive stories, maybe from season one about players, uh, not really feeling well with, uh, having that culture shock, maybe with cuisine, maybe with, uh, mixed rosters. So they're really happy to see them go as one team. And, uh, I kind of let them know how, uh, Canada is and Vancouver, especially how, uh, diverse, and how much it embraces its multiculturalism. So if there's a place in North America that would probably be, uh, maybe will have the least amount of culture shock, that will probably be Vancouver and, and how uh, really happy we are to have them here. So they, they said that these were words that they were really, really happy to hear. And they were really um, thankful to hear that. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and I and I agree to that point that you know there we did see with season one you know a number of different issues came up where you had teams that had difficulty interacting with each other. Um, some of the hours dedicated to practice and play was was burning them out, and I think we we've talked about this on other episodes. We're going to see a a drastic shift with the league in its entirety of how they manage the mental health and the physical health of of their prime assets, the the players that play mm-hmm. for them. I also agree with you um, having, you know, essentially runaway come to Vancouver. I, I can't think of another place that they would be, you know, better off in ah, again, biased. I'm a Vancouver <laughs> born, born and bred uh, guy here, but uh, we are, uh, you know, a multicultural city. We are as a, you know, a country, uh, one that embraces, uh, you know, everyone. And I, you know, I am genuinely excited to me. We've just got a sure thing. And I'm not suggesting that Vancouver is going to be your Overwatch League champions in season two. I yeah. am not saying that. I would love for that to happen. And I'm confident that they're going to, you know, potentially have a good run. But uh, again, it's just, that's that's the hype. That's the excitement to, you know, talk in here. And uh, I know having watched on on Twitter, uh, having, you know, jumped in the Reddit on, on different... Uh, discord servers there is an actual buzz about this so mm-hmm. pretty darn cool mm-hmm. well what we're going to do here is we're going to take uh, a short break but we are uh, going to transition into the fray Okay, so here we are in the fray where we go and we spin around the entire Overwatch League sharing news and uh, anything else that we can uh, you know, spin in about Overwatch and Blizzard. And quite frankly, uh, when news came that the Vancouver Titans were going to be revealed uh, this weekend and then we saw the reveal, I completely dropped the ball. I forgot everything that might have occurred in the last uh, week and a bit. 
I have focused everything on Vancouver, but what I did want to talk a little bit about is something that you've been doing over on the blog on readysetpwn.com, and that is you've been reviewing all of the uh, different brands that we've seen from the expansion teams. And I, uh, uh, quite frankly, and, uh, you know, maybe shamelessly love the fact that it's generating some pop. I am getting people messaging me on Twitter. Hey, when's the next post out? Why is it not out yet? And that's because, you know, I've been trying to strategically schedule them, <laughs> but it seems to me everyone wants it right now. And two, the number of views has been phenomenal. So thank you for that, Omni. I hope uh, you've got more coming but, uh, you know, when it comes to the brands themselves, um, what's currently top of the pile? So if you read some of my um, reviews, I try to kind of approach it in a more uh, round uh, review style. So I looked not just at the logo and the name. I tried to look at how, how um, they kind of present themselves, what type of presence do they have on Twitter. And um, so... We have some good uh, positives from the expansion teams. For the first, uh, for example, Atlanta Rain had a good showing. They had a great, um, really great video uh, revealing their players, especially with that debate there at the end with the Fran. And I can't wait to see how that is going to go. Paris was really great in how they presented uh, their national pride with their logo, embracing that, you know, uh that chicken how people called it but they uh, like historically people used to use that as a kind of an insult they kind of embraced it as their a sign of national pride and and they boast that eu roster which is a really strong uh roster in terms of branding and and obviously hangzhou spark was the talk of social media and the entire overwatch uh world when they uh show those uh bubble gum or People call it uh, cotton candy colors. We saw even Soy wore that uh, shirt there in Twitter, so it made a lot of noise for sure. Yeah, so there are a lot of uh, good examples of how uh, good brandings uh, should be handled. Some were a little bit weaker. Um, I didn't really... I hope that I'm not coming off as... Uh, like Because I'm a Vancouver uh, fan, maybe Toronto Defiance was uh, a little bit on the weaker side. It felt a bit too generic not enough uh, like local um, local flavor to it and the fact that it tried to be so kind of edgy in a way. Not as edgy as that Venom leak was for sure, but still kind of lacked that mm, maybe a little bit of confidence. They, they tried to present themselves as underdogs a little bit too much. Jeezy, kind of bland. Uh, while I like that ne negative uh, space in their logo and the colors are really nice, and I appreciate the fact that they uh, kind of took that name of Team Jeezy instead of having people uh, batch their name of Guangzhou. I'm not even sure if I say that correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, that was fairly nice. Chengdu Hunters, obviously, uh, the only team from China that boasts almost an entirely Chinese roster. I think, let me check. Yeah, I think they are the only team, in including Season 1 teams, uh, them and Paris Eternal, that doesn't have a single Korean on the roster. So... That's a bold statement to make, and uh, they have a fairly good presence on Twitter as well with that panda. They have like their official uh, mean panda, the cool panda, and that funny one that just dances around in Twitter posts and gifts. So that's pretty pretty nice. We have one more uh, brand view view uh, that's going to come out shortly. Um, you've got the uh, the Washington DC franchise, which hasn't actually had an official reveal yet. This is a weird one. Uh, the official reveal was leaked or 
how should I phrase that? The official branding was leaked, not revealed by the actual official brand. Like the actual website is how they shared that, which seemed real odd. And then on top of that, the roster itself, while not officially being shared, (laughs) was accidentally leaked by by Muma. What are you doing, Muma? It, it it is so so weird. Like I don't know what what Washington's looking to do from a, a timeline perspective. I get that maybe they wanted to give Vancouver their space, and you know that was this weekend. But uh, it's it's kind of crazy. But we're gonna we're gonna get a review on the uh, the brand there. But what are your preliminary thoughts? What can you uh, share with the listeners? Oh man, I kind of feel bad for Overwatch DC because I feel there's a lot of back and forth. I I feel like they're not really set on what it is that they want. Everything is kind of uh, not, you know, they're they're not confident enough. They came out really early with revealing uh, Wizard Young and uh, John has joined the team. A wonderful first step. Everybody was hyped. Hey, Wizard Young, he's a genius. Everything's great. And then it's silence. You know, like, uh, let me just uh, kind of explain what I'm talking about. With Vancouver, you had that silence, right? So they didn't talk about anything. But, but then, boom, you got everything, like, wow, wow, wow. Everything, you got the branding, you got the coloring, you got runaway. Everything you could hope for was executed perfectly. But this guy, Overwatch DC, is kind of like putting his foot out of the door, and then it kind of hides again. And then you, you hear some roster reveals, and then they take it down. So I feel like a lot of their moves uh, feel kind of gray. The roster, not a lot to be excited about. The um, branding, we all expect it to be red, white, and blue. It's not exciting. We all expected it, but it's not a bad thing, right? We all know that it's probably going to be somehow related to it. But the way with which it was kind of revealed and hidden away, revealed and hidden away, it's kind of unfortunate that that's the path that... Maybe not of their own choice, but this is kind of how it happened. A lot of people on Reddit uh, kind of speculated maybe uh, Blizzard is controlling the reveals and they kind of came out in pairs, which is fairly true uh, now that I think about it. And they kind of probably gave some teams, okay, now it's this is your uh, time frame in which you can reveal yourself. And they were unlucky to uh, be left to the end. And now that you got all these beautiful brandings out there, and great rosters out there, the pink team, uh, the EU team, the Canadian teams, you have uh, Runaway Reveal, you have the Chinese team, and then you have uh, DC, and everybody knows what DC is about, and it's not bad, but I think their position right there at the end of the reveals and how it was kind of leaked and not leaked, and yeah, it's unfortunate. I I really hope that once the season starts, uh, they'll have more luck. You're wishing someone else luck. How kind of you. (laughs) Well... I'm trying to be, you know, as unbiased as any. I, I, I'm not really. I'm wishing luck to those who need it. So, <laughs> and I, I, I must admit, I got a kick out of how when I scheduled your uh, your brand release and sort of uh, you know reveal uh, post, how I quote unquote put unbiased, and you had to you know share the Doctor Evil, <laughs> you know, air quotes. Um, I, I thought that was kind of funny, but it, it'll be interesting to see what ultimately happens with with these. Like, really, at this point, what? What more do they have to share? Um, it's it's the proverbial angry chicken for those of you who play Hearthstone. Uh, a whole lot of noise for something that doesn't do a whole lot of much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I am excited that one, 
we're now going to be able to talk about uh, Vancouver Titans too. We're going to actually be able to spend more time talking a little bit about what's going on with the, the rest of the league in, in future episodes. But as we look to, to wrap things up, uh, Omni, you enjoyed being here and you've been talking about, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's get together. Let's uh, record something. You want to come back? Oh, for sure. Anytime. This was uh, really fun. I'm kind of nervous. It was uh Fairly exciting, but I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about as the season starts, as we get closer there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and yeah, sorry for uh, cutting you off there. And we know that you can't have Overwatch League without drama. So a lot of uh, more stories would just be popping up, like uh, basically, you know, mushrooms after the rain. So we can't wait to see what happens. Mushrooms after the rain, dropping the analogy on the <laughs> podcast. Um, just to, sort of talk to the listeners who've been following on. You've been hearing that I've been teasing that I actually have a, a co-host lineup. Um, it is not Omni. That said, I'm not against Omni joining. I really actually enjoyed our time together. I got to watch your stream. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of a potential here, but you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it up to the listeners to decide. Ooh, it's, it's like, you know, Vancouver Titans idol here and, uh, or the voice, whichever hey, you know, reality if, show. If, if we somehow get this out to the Korean listeners, though, this is a done deal. But. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's right. Bring your people. Um, but yeah, just let us know on Twitter. We're at ready set pwn on Twitter, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash ready set pwn. We have a discord server. It is up. It is running. We are not the official one. And I like how you, you had to go and I go and, you know, honestly tell someone they're unofficial. You're like, Oh, it's official to us. Um, it's real to me, damn it. It is. But our Discord server can easily be found by going to the link bit.ly slash RSP Discord. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash RSP Discord. It's also the invite pinned in the tweet on our uh, timeline for our Ready, Set, Pwn. And I think there's some confusion. Uh, how do you spell Ready, Set, Pwn? It's R-E-A-D-Y-S-E-T-P-W-N. It's like Ready, Set, Own with a P instead of O. Anywho, uh, you can find us online. And uh, the other way of letting us know what you think about the podcast episode is by sending us an email. That email goes to feedback at readysetpone.com. Uh, I've already been getting email from people. Uh, I'd like to uh, you know, thank anyone who has been uh, shooting us messages. I had a lot of questions about the real VLNet, and I was doing my best to, to go and get uh, those questions answered. So for those of you who saw those answers come out like Friday, I apologize that's when I got them from the actual organization. So I hope to do better. It's just, I'm at this point, the, uh, quote unquote middleman, but, uh, Omni, if, if, if people were looking for you outside of finding you here at ready, set, Pwn, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on uh, Twitter as at Omni strife, uh, on Twitch as uh, the Omni strife. Cause apparently Omni strife on his own was, uh, already taken. And yeah, you can see me there whenever there'll be some news, some, uh, branding related issues. Uh, I will be actually going live pretty soon. I'm planning. I'm also an illustrator and animator, so I'm going to draw a special, special uh, drawing, which will involve probably a pretty angry beast, if you know what I'm referring to, that Hmm. has to do something with the Titans. So hopefully we'll see you there. And that's about it. You'll see me in the Discord uh, writing pieces on Ready, Set, Pond. So I'll be around. If you're interested in the Titans, I'll be there. Sweet. And for those of you who are now tuning in, uh, the Twitch stream was probably last night cause it's now Monday. So I apologize for the, you know, time travel, but the, the VOD's probably still available, right? 
Uh, yes, yeah, some of them are. And if you, uh, another thing that I didn't mention, I did a review of the merchandise that we've gotten that event. So if you're oh, yeah, willing to see that, yep. oh, that was a really, really nice swag bag. Yeah, so what are you going to do with that uh, autographed uh, t-shirt? You're going to give it to me, right? <laughs> yeah, you wish. I'm going to frame it and just look at it every day before I, I go to sleep. <laughs> I know when you shared the the swag bag contents on your on your stream, I was sitting there telling the wife, I'm like, I should have gone. I would have loved to have put that on the wall. Like the walls of my uh, my den or quote unquote man cave are barren. I've been looking for stuff to put on them. I could use a framed, you know, Vancouver for Titans autographed t-shirt on the wall. I totally could use it. So if you don't have a place for it, remember, uh, I can I can totally uh, take care of it for you. It's but, actually pretty famous right now. I actually see in uh, CBC BC in the British Columbia CBC that yeah. my, my tweet a tweet with the signed uh, shirt is right there. So sweet, you can look at it there. It's pretty pretty nice. But I'm keeping it for sure. Yeah. Well, you know you've made it big when you've made the CBC. <laughs> Hopefully, it's only good reasons, right? Yeah, that's true. But on behalf of uh, Omni Strife, who has joined me today and hopefully joining me in future episodes, remember, you need to go and tell me Omni needs to be back because I will listen to the listeners. Myself, Chris at Lightforce, I thank you for tuning in to our longest episode ever. You and I have <laughs> set a record. Awesome. But with two words, as we always do, the sign off this episode, catchphrase. Thank you.